Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 61 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship pastor, the man who slapped the cow with a porcelain figurine and called it a knick-knack paddywhack. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Collins. Matt, how are you today, sir? You're getting a little out of hand over here, Ted. <laughs> Absolutely. And also joining us in the studio today, our lead pastor, Adam Bishop. Adam, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. It's and good to I'm, see you. once again, marvel at your creativity. Slapping <laughs> some cows, It's man. unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's kind of like tipping cows, but instead you're but just slapping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. Yeah. paddywhack, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, uh, I, I want to... give a dog a bone? Yeah, absolutely. I want to get to our weekends, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a shared experience we all had. Uh, the marriage night this uh, this past Friday night yeah. I had a really really good time at that, and so lots of folks uh, yeah. came out, and it was uh, it was great. I mean, I thought the panel discussion was fun. I mean, of course, I was on it, so you know, of course, I thought it was great. <laughs> you brought the fun. That's right. But uh, oh, but man, did. just a just a great time. I thought. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Obviously, you and Christy and Rodney and Janice and Brad and Beth, just fantastic. Mm. I mean, just the things that were shared in that discussion uh, by the three the three couples we had up there, and Morgan right. and I kind of asking the questions. Um, you know, I kind of think what we were hoping would happen happened. Yeah, you know, I think everybody <laughs> yeah. had a good time. Yeah, they made some friends, and they left encouraged. They left equipped, and it was a lot of fun. Food yeah. was fantastic yeah, as always. So great. Got some good photos from some folks. The photo booth out there. So oh yeah, so time. those are all posted right on social yep. media. Yep, they're all on our all on our Facebook page, or you can go to vaughnforce.com slash marriage night and download your uh, Ooh, your wow. fancy. I'm about yeah. to say, look at us, absolutely stepping it up in the world. Absolutely, we fan- thanks, Jonathan. We know that's all started. <laughs> that's not here. None of us in this room did that. Solely Jonathan. That's right. Buddy. But it was a good night. But did you guys have a, a good weekend outside of that? It was crazy, crazy yeah. busy. First, I'm gonna ask you. You're, I mean, you're always like D and I just relaxed. It was so enjoyable. <laughs> was, so like, let's hear that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah D and I just enjoy that. Enjoy that season. Yeah, you know? we hung out with some friends. Good so for y'all. Good. Yeah, good for y'all. It, it was a good weekend. It was just busy. Um, so Morgan left probably about six o'clock Saturday morning with Sam. Uh, okay. They had their first robotics competition at Auburn. Yeah. Was Auburn he was telling University. me about this. And, um, you know, the Pike road robotics team, it's a little unique in the sense that you've got seventh through 12th graders on the same campus. Right. So they've got the junior high, seventh, eighth grade, separate principal, ninth through 12th, separate high school. But from an extracurricular perspective, they're all on the same team. Ah. So mm. what's happened then is as middle school students, like there are a lot more advanced than typical middle school teams because they're being coached like high schoolers. Right. So, so I have a question, though. Yeah. Before we keep, before we keep going, <laughs> are they like battling robots? Or? I didn't go. Oh. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I can answer this question. Okay. You can answer well, it. They, Do they, they battle robots? No, no, no. Well, in, in a way, but it's, it's not like, like Big Hero 6. Oh, right, yeah. right. I was about to say, this is <laughs> <Or> awesome. <Tadashi. laughs> it's, like, it's like they're taking a disc and moving it over here and setting it here. What like what robot? Little bl- the little things that you Oh, like, the Rock and Sockham robots? Well, that too, but the oh. other thing that had like the Battle Royale thing oh, where yeah. you like zip it. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They've built That's everything from scratch. The robots, the remote controls. They've coded it. They've programmed it. That's awesome. So Sam Sam's team and uh, Grayson Lipscomb, who their family goes to our church, is on his team. They there was like sixty teams, and they finished like in the top ten or something. And they, so, they finished eleventh, and 11, that's including 11. all these high school <laughs> teams. Knows more about my well, son's no, weekend Sam, than me. He told me all about oh, it this student morning. ministry. Yeah, he, he yeah, yeah. In. Okay. yeah. He told me so, all about yeah, it. Yeah, so that that took up their whole day, and it was awesome. And I, I am we are hosting the next robotics tournament, Pike Road oh, okay. uh, High School. That's so there will be teams sweet. that come from all over the southeast, and so Morgan and I are going to you know serve at that. And I hope they let me sell 
bottled water or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah, I won't really I'll do much I'll sell bottled water you know? with you to see some robots. Just, just go around and be amazed at what these students have done. It's yeah. pretty cool. And so they were doing that, and we were up in Prattville uh, for Jacob's first uh, football game in the playoffs, and we won. Nice. So, uh, you know, we beat the same team that beat us the previous week, the last game of the season. Oh, really? And we came out and uh, – we beat him in the first round of the playoffs, and Jacob had an interception, so that was kind of cool. He's been waiting all season to get him oh, on. And so, that's awesome. Um, we won, and so now we get to keep playing, you know, get another playoff game. And this next playoff game is against another team from Pike Road okay. who's undefeated. Okay. And so we played them the first game of the year, and they beat us eight to nothing. And they have not lost all year. And so we're, <laughs> we're four and four. Okay. And it's, I mean, if we beat them, we can play for the championship, even though they're undefeated. So it's a pretty. Well, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Great week of practice. I mean, the, these kids, we literally they're practicing right beside us. Right. So it's all they're all Pike Road they're kids. Watching. They're all going to play together in high school one day. Right. And so you kind of keep it in the family, and so that's kind of fun. But uh, we had a great day. Um, Henry got to be the ball boy. So that was a big. There step we go. Yeah. Boy, so we got the roll, run the ball out and forth, yeah. back and forth, and so great. You know, just great Saturday, um, great service. You know, at church, great kickoff to new series. So really fun weekend. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. yeah. So uh, well, Thursday night I, I had a kind of a cool experience. So uh, Eastwood, the school my girls go to, they reached out and said, "Hey, we're doing a talent show." And in, in the last couple of years, I, I've hosted the talent show. I was about to say, do you supply the talent? No, no, no you're no, the no, host. No. Okay. I'm, I'm the host. All yeah, right. that's that's all I got. He just gave up and gave like <laughs> all it. these little limericks, right. things yeah, he yeah. does in our, the in our right. podcast. Exactly. The puns, yeah. Just yeah. I just showed a video of the past, you know, sixty podcast the beginning of it and everybody fell asleep and it was great no uh but they the the lower school principal asked me to host this talent show and she said do you have anyone that can host it with you and i was like i'm gonna get lena to host it with me so lena and i got to host the show so i i played it very straight she was the one telling all the jokes and she killed it that's so great she did a fantastic job so i got to host the uh the talent show with lena on thursday i got to be on the marriage panel with christy on friday i was like i gotta go do something with ava on saturday (laughs) yeah yeah but then uh what did you do well what we did saturday we actually we got up we all went to breakfast and then we drove around looking at the hay bales in In pike Pike road Road. oh yeah that's a good thing and and it was a great time it felt very you know holiday-esque you know just driving around Mm -hmm. and uh but then so we turn on to marlar and we're driving down Marlow Road, you know, kind of near where the waters is. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I see this body hanging in the trees there. Someone has set up this Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh. It, it's, it's legit. Yeah. I've driven past Bro, it, it as well. It scared me when I first saw it. I was like, ah. And then, like, we go back. We're like, this is the greatest thing. Like, so I, I know there's, like, a competition every they year. They recreated the scene from Stranger Things. Yeah. You got to yeah, 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 go yeah. out there. And Do they like, have the song playing there, too? <laughs> no, no, that would be impressive. <laughs> but, like. It was that one needs to win. Yeah, like by yeah. far they, yeah. they sold out on it, that uh, one. So I mean, it was, it's it went all out. It was it was job. great. That's so, awesome. so yeah, so we did that, and then obviously a great day here. You know, Sunday, and like you said, kicked off a, a brand new series, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the to the next four weeks in this one. Yeah, so we're we're all things worship, and I told y'all last week that each week in our podcast, yep. I wanted to come, yeah. you know, bring a song maybe from your past or present that that God's kind of used yeah. and we tell some homework, story. Yeah, we did have some work. So I don't. If y'all did your homework, <laughs> hey, but you're about see. to find out. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Chad, you want to yes. go first? Yeah, so I, I brought uh, my favorite hymn. Which now, is are on, we going to sing these? Or we're just talking about the songs. I don't we're think not anyone sing. wants to hear me okay, sing a right, song. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. no. Uh, more about yeah. that. Yeah, more about that. Uh, sorry, I mean, no, my, my favorite hymn, which is A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Okay. I love that hymn. And, you know, there's it's such a stereotypical, like, Protestant pastor thing to be like, Martin Luther is one of my favorites. But really, I mean, you look at what this guy did, the Reformation, all that kind of stuff, and I think it's great. 
great. But the reason that I kind of really like this song is there's a bit of like defiance in it towards the enemy. <laughs> it's a little bit of tad in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. When he's talking about like, you know, the Prince of Darkness Grim, we tremble not for him, his rage yeah. we can't endure for low his doom is sure. I'm like, let's go. Like yeah. that's yeah. you know, he's called this this the enemy's caused me enough trouble in my life. Like it's kinda it's kinda awesome. And then the last verse where he talks about like, you know, basically he says this mortal life, you know, they, they may kill, but God's truth abides still. Like, I love that. I love this idea that even though, man, do whatever you want to to me, like God's kingdom is forever. And Very I good. I love that hymn. It's been a one that in the low times of my life that I've really listened to and sang and has been a really, you know, a huge encouragement mm-hmm. to me. I haven't thought about that hymn in years. Yeah. So yeah. That's a good what call. What version of that? Is there like a modern one that you're listening to or are you listening to like the classic? Uh, this is just the one I heard growing up in the uh, hymnal when I was a kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you remember the hymn number? Yeah. No, okay, not even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody will write Extra us credit. in. They'll Extra tell credit. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know hymn number 475 in the old Southern Baptist hymn well, book. Now, now I feel bad. Yeah. Now I need We're to go look at oh, victory in Jesus. There you, there you go. go. There you go. Sorry, that's yeah. not my song. So anyway, that, that's my that's my favorite hymn. So Good. for this week, I bring you guys A Mighty Fortress Our God by Martin Luther. It's going to be hard to beat Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty like, good. Probably. Chad just threw down the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to start talking about Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, don't be taking shots at <laughs> no, Carmen. Man, yeah, Carmen's my boy. All right, Matt, what you got? Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, well, here, I'll play it. Oh, we're going to play it. You know you can't look. You know this? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. God of Wonders, right? God yeah. of Wonders. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Uh, Is that the third day song. version? Third day version. There we go. But, uh, it, you know, I kind of did some research. You know, Rebecca St. James. Yeah. You remember yeah. her? Yeah. Absolutely. She wrote it kind of first, and then Passion covered it live, and then Third Day made it popular. Yeah, you know who Rebecca St. James' brothers are, right? The guys uh, for King and Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know her real last name? Smallbone. Small, yeah. I was about, yeah. Her, okay. her, her legal enough. last name is Smallbone. So just for fun. It's, there we go. But St. James sounded Sound better, better when you yeah. selling albums. Sorry, we, yeah, we distracted Matt from his no, album. No, no, so that's I only good. know like, this because my brother asked her out on a date one time years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, yeah that's, really? Yeah, neither here nor there. To the Waffle House. It didn't end well. Was, but <laughs> Did she say yes? <laughs> yeah, did she? Well, no, because her management... Kind of pulled my brother away, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But it was all back in the day when we were all still single, and she was single, and he was single, and he was running backstage at a conference where Mm -hmm. she was singing. Mm -hmm. So you know, Chad's like, "Why not take a shot?" Your brother Chad, not not Chad over here. Anywho, I digress. Let's go back to your song. So yeah, I picked that song. That was the first song that I ever I learned to sing it and play it, and I led it in worship. Oh, Um, that's cool. this was 2013 when it came out. So, like, that was the first time that I was leading worship. Cool. Um, That's awesome. And so, yeah, it really stuck with me. I learned that song in a week. Um, oh, really? Yes. Okay. Never played guitar before, learned it in a week. Very and good. Got up there. I don't know how good it was. Yeah. Uh, but I did it. So. That's awesome. Now, did you do the version where they throw in the holy, holy, holy? Yes. Like, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Now yeah. We're of to- course, you now, have to Now do we're that. cooking. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's a good song. How about yeah. you, Adam? It's a good song. So, mine um, is the song entitled Agnes Day. From Michael W. Smith's 1989 album, Go West, Young Man. (laughs) Go West. So I had the cassette tape. So 1989, um, every summer camp in America in 1990, the theme was Go West, Young Man. (laughs) Really? (laughs) When evil goes west. No, no, that's 92. (laughs) That's not Michael W. Smith. Michael W. Smith launched the whole, let's take the Western vibe and kind (laughs) of... So everybody's camp was themed out with cowboy hats and, you know, you go west when sin goes east. Yeah, you know, so, uh-huh. that's a, so the Go West Young Man tape 
uh, which is all I had. It was a uh-huh. tape. Yeah. It was like just super poppy kind of, mm-hmm. you know, if you listen to music from like 89, 90, 91, yeah. it's pretty much a, a search for identity. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, and then Nirvana and Pearl Jam and yeah. a lot of other yeah. bands and Jars the, the of Clay yeah. and DC Jars, Talk yeah. and all of a sudden they're... So anyway, they um, narrowed it for it. The yeah. last song on that tape is entitled Agnes Day. Uh-huh. And as a kid, sure, I mean, I was 11 years old, so I'm into kind of the, all the like little poppy songs and things like mm-hmm. that. But that song uh, was, the, uh, in hindsight, it's the first worship song that ever resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people skip the song because it kind of sounds weird at the beginning because it's like a boys' choir singing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got this music that's almost like Chariots of Fire. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's got like the Top Gun electric guitar that and comes that in. That's awesome. And so it is like all things. I mean, everything like, you're saying, yeah, I'm why in. Why yeah. not listen to And so to a that. lot yeah. of people never, the, the, the sound of it was a little, but it's just this simple chorus of, you know, Hallelujah, you know, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. And it was easy to learn, yeah. and mm-hmm. I would listen to it over and over, and I found myself, like, as a kid, like, just singing that over and over, like, in my mind. And and in hindsight, it was the first kind of way that worship kind of locked in, the repetition yeah. of it. And yeah. as we know now, you know, the angels, and they circle the throne, and at all times they're saying, holy, holy, holy is mm-hmm. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And sometimes people go, I don't know worship songs just repeat themselves. <laughs> God is really into repetition. <laughs> right. yeah, you need they're, it. <laughs> they're saying that over and over. Yeah. And so um, that song just kind of tucked away at the end of this CD until third day, third day. resurrected yep. it yep. and did like a Pearl Jam version yeah, of it, yeah, where yeah. it's like driving electric guitars yeah. and then Mac Powell doing his best Eddie Vedder voice and that would have been like late 90s probably. Yeah, yeah. And so as recently as Labor Day weekend when we were at Westridge Church over in Paulding County, Georgia, great church, their worship team threw it in as a yeah. bridge the end of a worship song. Yes. Oh, that's the so cool. The chorus from this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, here I am all these years later with my mm. family in church and like this first song that yeah. really grabbed my heart is a worship chorus. They're now doing it and and that's the end awesome. of like a worship song. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's withstood the test of time i mean that's 89 yeah and um yeah just a great little worship course that as recently as this morning i went back and listened wow. to because i just really like it and um for years didn't even know what agnes day meant i right. just liked yeah. the song so yeah it really god's really used that song and, in my and life. it means lamb of god right yeah so and yeah. he just wrote this simple chorus yeah yeah and you know michael w smith he, if, if you really pay attention over the years he he's kind of been he was kind of one of the first mainstream artists to really begin to incorporate some worship choruses and yeah and now he's obviously they've all done they all have yeah. a worship album right, now. Yeah, right, it's been right. fine. But anyway, yeah, God used that song in an early age, and it's kind of stuck with me all these years. Now, was that the same album that uh, Missing Person was on? Because like that's my favorite Michael W. Smith song of all time. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If it had that the... same kind of like late 80s, early 90s vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and my kids love it. So like, yeah. I've got it on my uh, on my phone. But I think, it up, strike it up. Yeah, I think what you said there is really interesting, because I do remember a time when your options for Christian music were either like, hymns or pop like there was no like you know between yeah Yeah, in between and it it is really cool to see like the the variety that we now have i mean everything from like you know the third day stuff the anthems the hymns lecrae i mean like all this different stuff that has come out of that there was a lot of people who paved the way for that yeah Yeah. absolutely so we kind of get to benefit from that now absolutely on their shoulders yes sir absolutely so we started a new series worship so why why are we doing that now what 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 caused you to want to do a series on worship I mean, I've probably been wanting to do it for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful that you wanted to. Yeah. So, 
you know, <clears throat> I really believe that all of our life is lived in worship. And we're yeah. going to talk a lot about that in this series. And so our the entirety of our life is lived in response to who God is, uh, what he's done, and what he will continue to do. And mm-hmm. so we we marvel at that and, and we respond in that. And, and there's a, a response that dictates how we live our life, but then there's also a, a simultaneous response that mm-hmm. should be part of our life. There, there's a, you know, it, it, it actually is, you know, to oversimplify it, it's kind of why we're here, mm-hmm. that God actually, yeah. you know, he, he desires our worship. Mm-hmm. And um, for a lot of Christians, you know, worship is something you do at a worship service right. on a Sunday at church. And man, there's just so much more to yeah. it than that. And, um, you know, I also... I'm just, I tend to lean pretty heavily into the music side of worship. Mm -hmm. So obviously we're going to talk about all of life. Yeah. But I'm a big believer that, you know, what you fill your mind with in song Mm -hmm. begins to really affect your thoughts and your heart. And, you know, we can teach people theology all day long, but the songs you sing and the worship of your heart is really how you begin to then live that theology out. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was listening to an old Hillsong United album uh, last Sunday night, just, you know, around the house. I had it on and I hadn't thought of this song in years. But when they jump into that bridge, like you own the universe, Mm -hmm. you own everyone on earth. Mm -hmm. Well, sing that around. Let that roll around in your head for a little while. Because if you sing that for a little while and then you read in God's word or you confront a sermon or another brother in Christ who makes a point mm-hmm. to challenge you in your faith. And if the first thing that pops in your mind is you own the universe, mm-hmm. you own everyone on earth. Yes, Lord. Yeah. That's my yeah. answer, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. when, when you get these things in your heart, what it does is it begins to remind us, oh, and that's why I obey. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do this. And right. so worship really is at the foundation of a lot of how we approach living our lives. And sometimes it's just a missing step. Mm-hmm. And it's such a foundational step right? Yeah. that you know we could do multiple message series on that idea, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it for five weeks and just try to hit on as many of the basic tenets of worship as we can. I, yeah. I, I really like what you said there. Do you think worship sometimes helps us kind of right-size you know, as much as possible in our human minds, our view of God? I mean, what you said there, you own the universe, you own everyone. Well, yeah, I think, I think yeah. 100%, yeah. I, I don't know another way that that begins to even happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe someone says, well, I'm wired a little bit more intellectually, and perhaps they can read some of the deeper passages <laughs> of Scripture, and, and, and that is a way of right-sizing in their mind to yeah. the degree it's possible, the vastness of God. Sure. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, that happens when I respond in worship. Yeah. So as I worship God, he gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't need to get any bigger. Right. He's already big. Right. Yeah. So what am I saying there? As I worship God, my perspective <laughs> of God expands. That's right. Mm-hmm. Worship is what allows me to get God out of this little box that I've kept him in and begin to actually see him for who he is. Now, if for a moment we get a glimpse and begin to see God for who he is. What is our response? Humility. Mm-hmm. What is our response? Falling on our face. Mm-hmm. Right. What is our response? We stake no claim. Mm-hmm. Right. What is our response? 
what is man that you are mindful of him, O Lord? So when you focus your attention on God, yes, it expands your view of God, but it also right-sizes who you are, what sin is, and what God did for you in light of that by sacrificing his son. All of those things happen as we worship God. Yeah, and we saw it over and over in Scripture, right, where where people would encounter, you know, the pre-incarnate Jesus, or, you know, and they just, they worship. That's what they do. Well, and I I mean, I think, you know, you're, you're looking at, like, internalizing something, like, Worship. Where else in nature do you hear music? Hmm. Music allows you to internalize something that you know is true. That's the first time where you're like, I understand that now. Right. Whereas, like you, you know, even Satan and his his, uh, you know, all of that, they know God is all powerful and all of that. But like when you're singing worship, that's when you start to believe it. Hmm. You know, it's more than just knowing it. You know, like I believe it. Now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that uh, worship is our response to something that we value. And and I want to talk about that. I want to ask, is that true? Because, like, I value my dog, but, like, I don't worship her. And you listed several other illustrations. You talked about, like, concert, uh, you know, shared experience, a football game, that kind of stuff. Good dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to throw that in can, there. Yeah, we're not worshiping in any Auburn games right now, I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> this idea that, that worship is our response to something we value. Can we unpack this a little bit more? Yeah, so I have a spontaneous response, you know. So when Jacob intercepted that ball on Saturday, <laughs> right, I right. had a spontaneous response. <laughs> right. Does that mean I'm worshiping my son? You know, when Keely Ringo picked off that ball to the glory of God and ran back that touchdown. <laughs> Here it comes. To clinch the national Once championship. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, lost yeah. my mind. Like, am I worshiping? So, yeah, we need to talk about that sure, because yeah. we don't want to be legalistic, and God created us as emotional beings, and, and, and I think you should be expressive in your emotions, and you should live life to the fullest, and yeah. you should enjoy yourself. So what's happening there? So, you know, I can't chapter and verse this, but I think the wisdom of Scripture would teach a principle here that I think we could unpack. Okay. And, and here's the principle. Is there a lingering effect? Okay. Is there a lingering effect? So, you know, let's let's just we're again we're talking about football. It's football season yeah. and, and most people can understand that even if you're not a football fan. Yeah, so, I understand you know, it. if my <laughs> if my team loses, am I going to be disappointed? Yeah, I mean, cuz cuz yeah. there's an emotional investment I've right. made in yeah. the last three and a half hours of my life. Yeah. This is my yeah. team, you know. I, yeah. I want to So, yeah, there's there, there's some disappointment. But if an hour later <laughs> my emotions are still off, that's called a lingering effect. Because hmm. at the end of the day, the outcome of that game has nothing to do with my life. Sure. Nothing to do with my life. So I'm a fan. I want my team to win. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. But if an hour later I'm still upset, boy, I, I would begin to suggest perhaps that has entered into the realm of worship. Because hmm. if your emotions and your state of mind and your happiness is being dictated by whether or not a bunch of 19-year-olds wearing tight pants scored more points than the other 19-year-olds <laughs> when you wearing put it tight like pants, that, Adam. <laughs> you might want to check into that. Yeah. It's a lingering effect. Okay, uh-huh. So your kid plays you know, little league sports and your kid strikes out. So are you still buying them ice cream at the end of the, on the way home? You know, or are you, you know, having a, a breakdown of what went wrong in the at-bat? Why are you doing that? <laughs> right. You care more about the last name that you have than the first name that you gave mm. your child. Come on. Man. Yeah. You're, yeah. You, you know, their performance on a field is not indicative of anything in your life. And if you feel that way, you got some off-guided worship. Mm. So the mm. question to ask is, is there a lingering effect? Mm. Does this linger beyond the moment? Right. Beyond a realistic amount of time, is there still a lingering effect? And if there is... 
You might have some, you know, you, you, you have to spend money on something you hadn't anticipated. Well, mm. nobody likes to do that. Mm. But if you lose the next week of your life emotionally because you had to do that, sure. perhaps right. money is – see. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So now let's, yeah. you know, let's kind of look at the other side of the Okay. Coin. So you come into church. And, you know, Matt does the three songs you like. Woo! You know, you're all fired up. I did you know? good that it's day like, there, man. Yes, yeah. he did the songs <laughs> I like. So, man, you're, you're, you're in it, man. You know, yeah. you're all in. Your hands are up. Your eyes are closed. You're passionately, and you're, you know, you're fired up. And from the outside looking in, it's like, wow, that person's worshiping. Yeah. Well, like an hour after the worship service, if you're blatantly sinning and living like the world, here's what I would say. There's no lingering effect. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, didn't yeah. worship God. You worshiped your own experience. Mm-hmm. You worshiped the way you felt. Yep. You had an emotional high. There was no transformation that took place. So we have to be careful of that. When we worship God, are we doing it in spirit and mm-hmm. truth? Are we doing it in an authentic way where we are being convicted of the way we're living mm-hmm. and we're confessing and, and we're asking God to fill us with his spirit and say, God, I want to be about you. Well, there's got to be at least a, la- a lingering effect to that. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to live perfectly, but you don't walk out of there and then from your will just blatantly go against the things of God. You yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying? There's yeah. no lingering effect. Yeah. So I think that's the principle to unpack when it comes to worship. Is there a lingering effect bad, I'm still frustrated my team lost. Is there a lingering effect? Good. Yeah. God did a work in me today that's not going to change the way I live my life outside of that room. Right. So that's what I would say, that lingering yeah. effect. Yeah. So worship, you know, it's it's not spontaneous reaction. It is what is lingering on into your life. And so I really like this idea of what you talked about there for good or for bad, what are the things that are lingering in your life? Like that being indicative of what you're worshiping. I think that's that's really, really good. I like that. So Another question. If we are pre-wired to worship God, like you said in the message, why do you think that our worship can so easily get turned to other things? Why can we get so easily distracted if it's in us to worship God, you know, pre-wired? Well, because Satan knows that and he's going to tempt us with every imaginable idol. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the core of sin is is idolatry. So, you know, I I am worshiping created things instead of the creator. I mean, that's what we read from Romans. And so, oh, yeah, I mean, all of life is competition for your worship. And so the enemy knows that. And so all of life is going to be competition for your worship. Sure. And we are just fanatic worshipers. It's who we are. It's who we're created to be. So you, you can't escape the fact that you're going to worship. It is in you. It's how God created you. Right. And so if you're not aligning your heart with God and who he is and, and responding out of worship to him, your worship is going somewhere to something yeah. or someone or <clears throat> some experience or some thought or some ideal or some whatever. And this is why so many people are empty. I mean, we talk about this all the time with the gospel message. I mean, mm. how many testimonies have we all heard? I just chased this, and I tried that, right. and I did this, and I did that, and nothing could fill that void until mm-hmm. I finally came to a place in my life where I realized that I needed Jesus Christ. And once I accepted Jesus as my Savior, all of life's problems didn't go away, but that got filled. Right. I've now seated at the seat of my life, the only person who was ever supposed to be on that throne, his name's Jesus. Right. Yeah. So all of life is people searching to kind of fill that gap, to fill that void. 
that we've been created with a longing for God in us. We've been created in, in His image, and so the <clears throat> word we're using to describe that journey, that 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 um, where you're trying to seek that out, is, yeah. is worship. Yeah. That that is what's in us, and it's what people are going to do, and it's why we are all worshipers. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the planet is worshiping something at all times. Mm, yeah. good. Well, you know, in the message you talked about like being honest with where we're putting our focus, um, worship. How do we know when we're like? when we're crossing a line and we're placing something on our heart's throne that shouldn't be there, um, and or is it or it, something that we just enjoy? How I do think, we know that? I think it's a process. Okay. I think it's a process. I think it's one of the markers of spiritual growth. Okay. I think that the—and the, the we talked about this last week—the longer you walk with the Lord, not yeah, the, the amount yeah. of years you've been a Christian, right, but like yeah, this active, right. growing, thriving yeah. walk with the Lord— the longer you walk with the Lord, hopefully, the better you get at diagnosing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you become more sensitive to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You become more sensitive to why am I so worried? Yeah. Why yeah. why you know, why am I so oh yeah, yeah, I'm a little too worried about whether or not that's going to happen or yeah. that's going to yeah. work or out. Or the way I'm going to look at you Yeah, know, so, right. you know, whether it's in your career or with your family mm-hmm. or, or, or any your health, a number of different areas. So early yeah. on in your walk with the Lord, it is helpful to have other Christians mm-hmm. who are helping you with that. Yeah. Or helping you with that. So, you know, do you have brothers and sisters in Christ in your life who can, you know, help you see that? Yeah. So many times in life, what we think is the problem isn't really the problem. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So many times in life, what we've said, true. if I could just get this solved, uh-huh. well, what if you have a brother in Christ who goes, you know, I hear you, I love you, and I love you enough to say, mm-hmm. I'm not real sure that's the issue. Yep. It sounds like to me your heart's a little bit too much aligned with the outcome of how this might go. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know? Um, and so that might, maybe that's become an idol. It can mm-hmm. become in your career. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to get that position. I want to work for that yeah. company. I want to do this. I want to do that. It can become with your family. It can become mm-hmm. with your finances. And so have goals, be ambitious. But but if those things are dictating your level of joy, mm-hmm. you know, now now you go, okay, wait a second. That's yeah. creeping its way over into the right. seat. And, and I tried to stress this in the message. Maybe I, I didn't stress it well enough that this is such an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. So the analogy that popped in my head at the 11 o'clock service, but I wanted to be sensitive to give us enough time for communion, so mm-hmm. I just kind of said, well, I'm going to throw this out on the podcast, yeah. is, you know, when—I when, when I don't even know what we're supposed to call these anymore, because we don't have space shuttles. Like, what flies into outer space now? Uh, I don't know what flies into outer space, other than satellites <laughs> well, for cell phone You're talking coverage. about, like, when the astronauts go up? Yeah. yeah like, like, what the do Falcon they go 9 with? rocket with the capsules and all that kind of okay, stuff? Okay, so the Falcon 9 rocket with the capsule. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I have to call it now? <laughs> I guess. I, I no missed the good old days of the, yeah. of the space shuttles. I mean, it's just easier to say. <laughs> I think it's just a rocket. We'll call it right, rocket. rockets. Well, I want to use space shuttles. So I'm sure to say space shuttle, even they don't exist anymore. They're shuttling people to space. I was at space camp in 1992 as a 13-year-old kid when the Ever had its maiden voyage as a space shuttle. Oh wow! I bought a T-shirt in the gift shop, so like that—that's how I remember <laughs> that. Okay, it said endeavor. So on when it. a space shuttle is going to wherever they're going, I guess they're not going to the moon. I don't going know, going, to Mars. making a big lap or coming back. All right? International space station. Perfect. Yeah. So they have a course that they have set. The entire journey of that space shuttle is course correction. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like they launch and go in a straight line. Right. Right. If so, the astronauts will get really bored. So what are they doing the entire time? They're reading their their what do they call those uh, uh, 
like on your Displays gauges, yeah, yeah. dials, switches. Yeah. Somebody says go. It's like, yeah, we have enough oxygen. You know, <laughs> I mean, no one ever sent any of the three of us right. in space. Right. I mean, we have no idea. They're staring at a bunch of stuff, instruments, yeah. and they're reading it. And based on that, and then somebody at Mission Control saying like, I don't know, breaker, breaker, one, something. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, breaker, yeah. breaker. So, <laughs> driving an eighteen wheeler. Yeah. It's very really similar insane, idea. Man. So they're having to constantly same, same like thing. course correct. Right. So if they were to plot this out, it would not be a we went there and came back. Yeah. Yeah, it would right. be like a zigzag line. Right, right. That's how it is with our worship. Mm-hmm. So at all times in this assessment, you're never going to go, and I'm perfectly on course. Yeah. Just like those guys flying the space shuttle, like yeah. I said, you will recognize through a sensitivity that you develop to the Holy Spirit, like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm kind of, and the sooner you catch that, the sooner you can course correct. Right. This right. is why the daily disciplines of going before the Lord, hey, Lord, search my heart, the daily yeah. discipline of reading God's Word, the daily discipline, set aside some time to worship, mm-hmm. you know, play right. a couple songs on your on your phone or in your drive. So all of life is this course correction to keep your heart in alignment with worshiping God. Mm -hmm. And when you get out of alignment or when you get off course, eventually you will become numb to that. Those gauges that are still showing you, like if it was a flashing light in the space shuttle, hey, Mm -hmm. you're about to hit the moon. Like if it's like doing that, you won't be sensitive to that anymore. Mm -hmm. This is how people can like wander their way into sin and be living blatantly in sin and not even feel any remorse off it because they're so far off course. And so when you sense, man, I feel like the Holy Spirit's trying to redirect me to focus my heart's affection on God, like pay attention to that, confess that, and kind of get back on course. Mm -hmm. So speaking of that, so what what are some practical ways, you know, uh, Colossians 3 talks about putting those things to death that would take us off course. What are what do we do when we find ourselves worshiping something that we shouldn't? Evaluate what what evaluate where you've been eating your meals. Evaluating how you've been feeding yourself. Evaluate what you've been allowing into your life. Hmm. So it's real easy to to just kind of miss that step. So here's the question, well why? Mm-hmm. Why is that? And if you look at your life and over the last week, it's like, well, this is what I read. These were the websites I were on. These were the social media accounts I was following. Mm-hmm. These were the songs I was listening to. This was the majority of the conversations I had. Well, there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to always marvel at this. So I worked these camps for years. We all did the camp yeah. season oh, of our yeah, life, yeah. you know. Camp, so man. we worked all these camps. And, you know, I we'd have a thousand teenagers show up on Monday mm-hmm. and a thousand te- teenagers leave on Friday. Uh-huh. And then the next group would show up on Monday and they leave on <laughs> Friday. They show you know? up on Friday. And um, so we did this, you know, summer after summer, week after week after week. And one of the things that we developed as a team was don't ever judge a Monday crowd by the Friday crowd that just left. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what would happen inevitably, and we picked up on this pretty quickly, so we just kind of said, let's just nip this in the bud, is that first Monday night, somebody would go, well, this group of kids ain't nearly as great as the group of kids that we had leave on Friday. And I'm like... No, no, Give no. Give them a chance. Just, just let them <laughs> spend a few days with Jesus. Right. We'll get them back on track. Yeah. So at the end of the week, all these kids have, you know, they've, they've <laughs> repented of sin. Mm-hmm. Some of them got saved. Yeah. Some of them got baptized. Yeah. yeah. Some committed their life to ministry. Right. Some of them are hearing from the Lord. These are teenagers. Yeah. And you're sitting with them on Thursday night. And you're like, why do y'all think that is? Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, you know. <laughs> And so you have to help them see. I say, okay, yeah. let me let me tell you what's happened the last three, four days of your life. Mm-hmm. You actually put Jesus first. Yeah. Your day was oriented around Jesus. Mm-hmm. Your day was oriented around getting into God's word, being with God's people, mm-hmm. singing worship to yeah. God. 
And look what happened. Right. Your yeah. awareness of God went through the roof. You're <clears throat> right. hearing from him more clearly. And then here was the point we always had to hear, help them understand. You don't have to drive seven hours to the beach for that to happen. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Camp understood properly as a catalyst for how you now live your life when you get back home. Right. So can you remember these lessons? When you feed your mind and you feed your soul and you're with God's people and you have mm-hmm. spiritual conversations, this is the outcome of what happens. And the Friday crowd that left was a different crowd that showed up on Monday, mm-hmm. but they're the same students. Yeah. So that's the idea. Like when you sense these things are off, just what have you been doing? Yeah. What have you been feeding your mind? You know, if you haven't been to church in six weeks and you haven't listened to a worship song in six weeks and you haven't opened your Bible in six weeks and you, and, and, and I could see everything you've looked at on social media for the last six weeks, yeah. here's my guess. It'd be really easy to figure that out. Yeah. So, you know, that you've got to be really careful and you've got to be super honest about what you're letting into your mind and letting into your life. That's good. Yeah, and they're not calloused when they're leaving. Mm. Yeah, that's the kind of way yeah. I looked yeah. at it. Yeah. Their hearts are very calloused or hardened. And when they're leaving, we took the time. They walked through Scripture. They spent time with God, and He revealed things. And then now they're listening. Yeah, so cool. you got their attention. So you know, one of the cool things we did this past Sunday was we did communion. Um, so let's talk a little bit about communion and why it's important to do that. So we're supposed to do this in remembrance mm-hmm. of Him. You know, Jesus said, "Do this in remembrance of remembrance of Me." And then Paul gives us really specific instructions in First mm-hmm. Corinthians, and it's picking up on this great theme of Scripture. <clears throat> and here's the great theme. Remember, remember, (laughs) man, we're so forgetful. All Mm -hmm. of us are forgetful. We can all forget what God has done. So over and over in the Old Testament, you see this command, remember what Mm -hmm. God has done. Remember what God did for your ancestors. Mm -hmm. You are the, he's the God of Jacob. It's the same God you're worshiping Mm -hmm. right now. Remember what God has done. And you get to the New Testament. Remember what God has done. God was faithful to his promises, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Jesus is saying, hey, once I'm in heaven, I want you to do this as a way to remember mm-hmm. what I'm... Now, at the time, they're, they're not getting it. They're yeah, not right, connecting they're like, the right. dots, which is why we're grateful for Paul's writings in 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians, where he kind of you know does all that, connects yeah. the dots for us to the power of the Holy <clears throat> Spirit. So the first and foremost is you remember. Mm-hmm. You remember, hey, Jesus went to the cross for you. You know, I mentioned Louis in the message in one day and, and that experience in my life, and I just remember Louis saying at the beginning of that whole experience that we're not here to go deep mm-hmm. because it will never get deeper than the Son of God hanging on a cross for you. Mm-hmm. And that just wrecked me. Yeah. You know, That's so, so um, man, when I, when I see me for who I am without Jesus in my life, and when I see Jesus for who he really is, mm-hmm. the only response is brokenness. Right. The only response is humble worship and acknowledgement of what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. We have our memories have to be jarred. Mm -hmm. So, what an amazing thing! Communion is an opportunity to tangibly partake of the bread, tangibly drink from the cup, and be reminded that Jesus willingly allowed his body to be broken for you and his blood to be shed for you. And, you know, communion is one of those things that we have not done as frequently over the last two and a half years. Right. Mm -hmm. That really, this series is kind of us relaunching a little bit more of a normative rhythm with communion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, if I had my way, we would do communion every week, mm-hmm. you know, but Matt keeps saying no. So I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is false. So, uh, that is no. false, people. <laughs> no, I, I, I really think that communion is actually a part of the, the whole worship experience and the worship gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and someone says, well, you're the pastor. Like, don't you get everything your way? And the answer is no on that. But, you know, well, you're the pastor. Let's do communion every week. And maybe we will. You know, maybe we'll have a season. We're like, hey, for the next 12 weeks, we're going to do communion. Yeah. Yeah. But but what I have found over the years, and, and I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but it was just observation, 
is anything you do every week almost becomes so routine that you begin to lose the significance right. of it. That's right. Yeah. So that's that's really the only reason why we don't do it every week, but we have not done it frequently enough. And yeah, we're right. aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there yeah. were a number of factors that contributed to that with the pandemic, but thankfully all that's behind us now. And so it's going to become a little bit more of a rhythm in yeah. our worship gatherings yep. to just simply be reminded. And yeah. like I said in the message, to then also pray while you're receiving communion, mm-hmm. You know, search my heart, O God, and know me and reveal if there's any offensive way in me. Like as I approach you, and let me tell you what's really interesting about that. You know, there's some really strong language in the New Testament about not partaking or receiving communion if you're at odds with a brother or sister in Christ. Yeah, Yeah. there is. So sometimes when you pray that prayer, God's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about me. We're going to talk about that brother in Christ that you're still bitter towards. And until you get right with him, Mm -hmm. go ahead and put those elements back down. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen and before in worship gatherings where people had to get right with one another mm-hmm. before they act. And that's being very biblical yeah. to what we see. So, yeah, communion is a super, super powerful awesome. experience. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Well, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series. You know, I, I love, you know, getting to talk about some of these songs, talking about how our entire life is worship. Uh, you know, again, I, getting to do communion. I'm glad we're bringing that back. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the band sounded fantastic today, man. It was, it was, uh, good it job, was funny because uh, Wednesday night I was uh, waiting for all the students to show up for their Bible study groups and I hear Matt in there practicing and I'm like, that sounds like uh, here for you. So like I ran in there. I was like, dude, are you singing here for you? He's like, yeah, like that's one of my favorite yeah. songs. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's really cool to kind of revisit, you know, some of these, uh, some of these favorite songs from yeah. the past. So I'm really looking forward to that. So this next Sunday, uh, join us. If you're here uh, in town, 9, 30, 11 a.m. on campus. If for some reason you are traveling, you can always join us online, vaughnforest.com, our YouTube channel and Facebook page. Yeah. So let me say a quick word about that. So even some of the questions you're asking today mm-hmm. are going to be a little easier to answer after next Okay. after next week's message. Yeah. And so next week's message is worship starting point, okay. which should have been the, the first message since <laughs> right. we just started the series. But I wanted to do this kind of message before to help us identify, hey, maybe yeah. my worship's off. Yeah. So instead of focusing too much attention on diagnosing where my worship may be off, next week is the starting point of worship is actually God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we can focus on the starting point and, and really get a, a, a proper understanding of that and begin to move in that direction, it gives us so much greater clarity on everything else. Yeah. You know, okay. so we're, we're yes. going to start there where we don't start with us. We don't start with our response. Like, let's start with God. And we're yeah. going to be in a passage in Hebrews that's just insane. It's so good because it, uh, just this short passage, and I'm just going to work our way through it. We're going to see how because of what Jesus did, mm-hmm. we actually can start with God. Yeah. yeah. And then what flows from that. Yeah. So I think that if you're still trying to wrestle with I. Man, the diagnosis, I, I get it. The assessment, mm-hmm. I get it. The yeah. course correction, I get it. But I need a little bit more guidance on how mm-hmm. to do that. I think this Sunday will be helpful for that. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned that each Sunday is going to be kind of like one part of a five-week right. message. So, yeah. you know, if you've missed any of the past ones, make sure to get caught up. Yeah. Uh, or if you can't be here for a week or something, make sure you join us online. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot yeah. of good. Well, we appreciate you joining us here today on the Other Six Podcast. On behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy Jonathan, and myself, we will see you next time. <laughs>